0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Grad Life podcast. As ever, if anyone out there is looking for career guidance or kind of wondering what direction to go in or looking for more fulfillment out of their career as they get started, please feel free to reach out to me on mark at markmaxwell.ie. I'd be more than happy to help. So today for episode 32, we've got Connor Lean in from Google and um, he's actually from Stampify as well. He's got his own social enterprise with a team of Four or five.
1: There's five of them. Five yeah, yeah.
0: on Stampify. So Connor, thanks a so lot for coming in.
1: Thanks very much for having me.
0: Um so look, we're gonna f- kind of follow your journey a bit through from Trinity and Best into support into Google as a graduate. Yeah. Your recent uh, change in Google now into large customer sales yeah. and then obviously focus on Stampify and what it's been like to set up a social enterprise. Yeah, how you put that team together or that team came together hmm. and what the experience has been like. There's there's a fair bit to go through. Yeah,
1: yeah <laughs> So
0: bit, yeah. um you came into best.
1: Yeah. And did you specify, do you specify anything in BESS? No. So um, after I completed my Leaving Cert, I uh, started in BESS in first year. Um, so that's business, economics, social studies. So in first year, you do a wide array of modules. I think I was doing maths, economics, business, French, politics and sociology. Jeez. So I chose the course because I wanted to do business, but I actually ended up doing one sixth in business in first year. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, that turned me off a bit. bit. Um, just the lack of focus and I actually didn't even realise there was a maths module um, in the course until I was taking it and I'm absolutely useless at maths. Um, so that was a bit of a shock. But yeah, there wasn't that focus in first year, but then as you go through, you kind of start focusing a bit more. Right, so okay. I would have started very broadly um, and I specialised in business and economics.
0: Nice. Yeah. And when you were, say like first through fourth year, mm-hmm. how did your goals change or how did your vision for what you'd be like as a graduate change?
1: Okay. Um... <laughs> So I guess first year didn't really have one, to be yeah, honest. Um, I, I'm probably not the only one who would yeah. say that. Um, I guess, yeah, second year, still not so much. Um, like, I was very new to, like, the whole Dublin scene. Um, like, I'm from the country. I'm not from Dublin. Uh, I'm from Tullamore initially. Yeah. So, like, that was a big shock to the system, moving out of home for the first time. Um so I think all of that sort of stuff. And I also lived in Trinity Hall in first year, which right. is basically a thousand students um in one accommodation area in Ratt Mines. Yeah. Um, so like the combination of that, moving out of home, um, college and I guess my grad life kind of took a bit of a backseat. Um, and I think that was probably the way until towards the end of second year, to be entirely honest with you. Um, And that's probably the same with a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I guess in third year, I kind of started realizing that, you know, you need to put the foot down now um, and start properly working because what you do this year will ultimately, you'll, the grades you get this year uh, and yeah. your experience this year is what you'll be applying to jobs with. Because, mm. um, you know, when you get your final year grades, you hopefully already have a job or a master's or whatever sort yeah. Um So I guess I kind of started paying a lot more attention to what I wanted to do then. Um, I'd always kind of want to do something in business and I guess something entrepreneurial. I knew that. Um so I got involved with the Trinity Entrepreneurial Society. Um I became treasurer of that society in third year. And I was also involved with the Cancer Society in Trinity. I was public relations officer for that. Right. Um so the two of those societies along with um my college were kind of took up third year. Um and I guess those three experiences together kind of pushed me more towards I guess doing my own thing a bit um, or maybe not going down conventional role completely um and the cancer society also kind of showed me the good you can do if you're doing something charitable um so yeah then took all that into fourth year um four year it was just study 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 really um mixed with the fact i was also president of the entrepreneurial society so the two of those were my focus for a final year um and at that stage i think i was just about applying for google um my application process was a bit of a funny one actually Um, so I applied. I think in October of twenty sixteen, and basically the role I was applying for was um global customer experience. So it's a support role. Um, you would support Google's top clients. Um, in terms of any queries they have, any troubleshooting. Yeah. Across uh, an array of products. Uh, so Google Ads, Google Merchant Center, Google Analytics are the main tree. So um I applied for that role um and. I didn't hear back for like four months or whatever, and you know, when you don't hear back, you just presume, oh, I'm yeah. waiting. four months is a long time. Yeah, so you presume, oh, I'm waiting for a rejection letter. Uh, we, we used to call them boomerangs. Right. Uh, so, you know, you send an application in, it comes back, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, I was just waiting, didn't hear anything. Then I got an email saying, you have a phone interview. So um did the phone interview, and then, like, this was in about March maybe, um, or maybe even a little bit later, Um, so did the phone interview. And by this stage, like it was all exams because best, the way it works is final years were a hundred percent. Ah, yeah. Um, so at this point I'd handed over the entrepreneurial side. I was just focused on getting my exams and mm-hmm. doing as well as I could. So I didn't think about that at all. And then I got, um, I got a email after exams then saying, oh, we'd like to bring you in for on-site interviews. So that was June, went in for interviews, uh, did those and then went off on holidays to Central America. And, um, didn't hear back for ages again, like so, so. You
0: finished college without a job,
1: no? So, I, I had an offer from another company, ah, right, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, but Google was the one I wanted, yeah. Um, so yeah, I anyway went off on holidays, um, and I was kind of getting updates that said, Oh, the role's on hold, we'll update you when it becomes available again. And I was kind of like, oh, What's going on here? Like, you know, you're telling me you're interviewing me, then you're telling me the job's not available, yeah. and I kind of was get a bit not pissed off but like I was kind of like oh this probably isn't going to happen like there's kind of drawings on the wall here um and then we were in I can't remember where exactly we were maybe Guatemala or Nicaragua and I got an email saying can you do an interview next week and I was like like it's just not possible I can't and um, they want to do a Skype interview but like you, you can't you probably could do a Skype call there but just like I wasn't awesome in the mindset to yeah, you know well, like, take a few days off and prepare for an interview So I pushed that back and then I think me pushing it back meant the role got filled again or something like that anyway. But, um, did another interview then when I came back, Uh, I flew home early from Cancun and did an interview. And then I thought this was probably 11 months after I initially applied. Um, this isn't anything to do with HR or anything like that. It was just the organization I was applying to was undergoing a lot of change at the time and is still undergoing change. So, um, they were, I guess, very flexible with kind of their hiring. Um, a lot was going on there. Right. But um yeah, eleven months after I applied, um, I just arrived at EP. Um, and it was like eleven in the morning, got a phone call saying, got offered a job. Um, so yeah, then celebrated for the weekend. Jesus, hey, the happiest man in EP I was, just got his yeah.
0: yeah. God, that's class. Yeah. One thing of note there was the Trinity Entrepreneurial Society. Yeah, yeah. So I would a lot of these uh, episodes At the end, i kind of ask people what they regret not doing, say, yeah. in college. Mm-hmm. Most of them say, and it is a vast majority, would say, I wish I did a, a society yep. in college. What mm-hmm. did you get out of, of Trinity Entrepreneurs?
1: Um, it's probably the best thing I did in college, to be really? entirely honest. Um, and I was very lucky. Um, I actually, so I got the treasurer role in third year. But um, So the way the societies work is there's elections every year. Um, you put yourself forward, then people, members of the society vote for you. Right. Um, so I didn't go to the elections for the Entrepreneurial Society. I actually, it wasn't even on my radar. Um, I wasn't even a member of it. But um, a girl I know was the treasurer, so I got elected a treasurer. But um, in the meantime, she got offered an Erasmus, so she couldn't take the role she'd been elected for. Right. So, um, that's a
0: funny democracy.
1: Yeah. L- you know. looking, looking back <laughs> at it now, it probably wasn't the way it was, it was meant to go. Um, I'd yeah. uh, say, yeah, uh, the Central Society's committee in Trinity probably yeah. <laughs> wouldn't be too, uh, um, they should learn something exactly. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <too, too, too, laughs> exactly, uh, probably wouldn't be too pleased about that. God. But, um, yeah, so she, like, she just reached out to me and, um, said, yeah, I'm, not, I can't take this. I'm going to be in Paris. Um, how would you feel about it? Um, so, I was just like, kind of a bit taken aback yeah. but then did a bit of research into the side It was like she's just seems really good mm. um seems right up my alley so I got in touch with the president I was like look I'd be really interested I know she can't do it um I'd love to meet you or whatever her for a coffee had a chat and then that was it um so like in that regard I was very lucky because if that hadn't happened I probably would be one of the people who, if you had asked a question, you would ask there about, do you want to regret or do you regret yeah. anything in college? I would be saying, yes, I should yeah, have been more right. involved with societies. So it was just, it was just a look. Um, yeah, well,
0: she obviously saw something in you as well. She, she
1: did, she did. But, um, like uh, the opportunity had passed. Yeah. Um, like I should have been applying for the election in March or whatever, and it wasn't even on my radar. Um. So yeah, that part was lucky. And then the next year I ran for president and got elected as president. Um, and yeah, that was, it was just so rewarding. Yeah. Um, like you have a lot of responsibility. Um, yeah, so what do you do? What does the, the society actually do? So I guess we organized a few different, or like, so we had a few different programs. So we had a Dragon's Den competition um, with 10,000 euros, seed nice. money. Um, we also had an incubator program. So we picked five student ideas at the start of the year. And brought them through a six month program. Um, basically giving them talks, giving them access to various supports. We had a package built up for them. Um, and then at the end of that, they you know, they did a pitch or whatever um for more funding. Yeah. Um it's and some of those are I can't remember I can't remember the five of them now, but some of them are still going today, which is right. kind of really cool to see. Yeah. Um what else did we do? We also did an, a test talk series. So that was just uh, we got entrepreneurs or leading business people in to give a talk. Um I guess the main one does was Michael O'Leary. Nice. So he came in at 8 a.m. Um on Friday, the second of December. That's so funny. Uh before work, yeah. And um he filled he filled the Ed Burke. So the Ed Burke's the biggest lecture hall in Trinity. Right. I think there's I can't remember the capacity. It's over 400 anyway, but we had, it. we had to turn people away at the door at eight in the morning. Like you'd never get that for anything Good else in college. getting that for <laughs> um, anything else. But yeah, like there was safety stewards being like, look, you ca- like close those doors. You're not allowed to let anyone else in. That's br- um, and
0: so getting him in, yeah. that must have been some hustle because uh, he does love Trinity because he does <laughs> yeah. do, I think, a lecture every does, day as well. He
1: does, he does. It's funny, the business school, actually, uh, we were talking to them after and they were like to us, oh, like we're actually like fair play in the Michael O'Leary talk, but we're actually a bit annoyed about it. I was like, oh crap, what? We're after doing something now, didn't we? I was just kind of thinking, what have we done to annoy them? Yeah, They were like, we were trying to get him in for one of our talks, but he chose ye instead. Huh. So He's like, I'm only doing one appearance this year and I want to do it with the Entrepreneurial Society. Right, okay. um, and how we got him was the closest thing to look, you could say. So I, I just um, typed out a letter, signed it and sent it to him at, saying, we'd love to have you in. And um, that that worked out funnily enough, actually, because I typed it, send it to him over summer and I just used the Tess address as, you know, the return address, right. which is in Trinity College, not thinking. So I oh, wasn't in Dublin yeah. for this. No, sorry, I was in Dublin, but like, I wasn't in college for the summer. So I think his letter was resting in our post box for like two months. Oh my God. <laughs> just there. And I remember Mark, um, who was the vice president of Tess and is also on Samify with yeah. me now. You, you know, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was, I think he checked the post box one day because he was expecting something else. He's like, man, there's a letter from Michael O'Leary here. It's dated two months ago. He wants oh to come in. Oh my God. And like I was kind of just holding my head, my hands being like, oh, like we've really messed this one up. But um, no, we got back to him and to be fair to him, he came in and was absolutely. That's very eaten. gracious of him. Oh, it was, it was. And he was fantastic. Um, I've never seen someone, you know, control the room as much and just be so engaging. Really? all um, oh, like probably the best public speaker I've seen. Really? Yeah. Genuinely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's incredible. Um, like I was properly captivated by it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was kind of, I guess, the highlight of our year with Tess, but then we did a few other programs, as I said. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, yeah that, they're, they're pretty
1: elaborate programs yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: do you, just out of interest, do you yeah. remember what his main takeaway was, O'Leary's takeaway to students or young entrepreneurs?
1: I think it was something along the lines of just get get up and go for it. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah he uh, certainly is a man is, to get up and go. Which is something that I definitely took on board, or it's mm. definitely something that's been kind of instilled in me since. Um yeah, that was kind of the main thing as well and i guess he was just kind of saying look you know you have the potential um why not do it yeah yeah
0: i've always since i was about maybe 14 i have just revered that guy because yeah, it's yeah. unbelievable his energy yeah. like his get up and go is yeah. phenomenal yeah, yeah, he's always just like it's so yeah like anteed up basically all yeah. the time it's yeah, amazing yeah. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So you did that. You, then you apply to Google. You finally got into Google <laughs> Finally. Yeah. and you go into the support role. Yeah. Did you choose support or is that just the way Google do it? They, they um, kind of shepherd a lot of no, the grads see, into support.
1: So no, I did, I applied for the support role. Um, so there's, they're not graduate jobs, but they're the jobs that graduates go for as in, they're okay. not just grad roles, but, um, there's one, um, sales role and then one support role. So I actually applied for the support role. um. And that was the one I went into then. Yeah.
0: Why did you do that instead of sales?
1: Um, I guess it's a funny one now because I'm actually in sales. Yeah, that's um, fine. Although it's a, it's a different kind of sales. Um, I thought the support one just appealed to me a bit more. Like I'd done um some customer service roles before, or parts of the roles I'd done were customer service. Um, that kind of drew me to a bit. I guess I didn't have any sales skills, so I was kind of thinking to myself, I'd like, would I be suited to this? And that was actually a mistake I made. I kind of looked at the two job specs and picked the one that was that I felt I would fit be better into for them, as right. opposed to the one that would actually be a better fit for me. Yeah. If that makes sense, yeah, yeah, that's, sense. That, that's not to say that I would have been, like sales would work better for me, mm. but I guess I was just looking at what skills do I have for this and what one do I have for this. Yeah. So when they're looking at my CV and they're interviewing me which one, you know, will I look better for? Yeah. Um, which kind is, of
0: playing defense rather than offense Exactly. There, yeah. yeah.
1: Which is uh, like, not that it's not backing yourself, but um, I was, I guess I was just a bit worried that they are going to look at me like he's no real formal sales experience, yeah. um, which actually like with the role, what well, isn't the case at all. But I didn't know that at the time, right. um, which is probably some advice I would give to anyone yeah out there looking. Um, companies like, you know, there's always these stated skills you need to have or whatever, but they're not written in stone. Yeah. Um, especially with a company like Google. Um, I guess one thing that did draw me to the support role though was I kind of saw it as a better opportunity to learn more about the product. That's a huge thing. Which, yeah, which it was. Um, So I spent a year and I think six months in the end in that role. um, And you're just exposed to the product Mm. all day long, um, which is huge. Like even the, I'm gone into large customer sales now, um, which is more of a relationship based role. Uh, You five, so I have five clients um, say, but, the sales role I would have started in, if I took it, you'd have I don't know maybe sixty clients or something like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess the support role has stood to me a lot because you need to know what you're selling, and it's uh, selling. It's kind of the role I'm in now. It's not like a traditional sales role, but you still need to be able to talk about the product and illustrate how it would benefit clients. Um, which the support role has kind of equipped me with. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's funny. I was actually talking to a guy today Mm -hmm. about, um, he was in recruitment and he was saying he wanted to go into software sales. And I said, kind of like, why? Recruitment is sales, basically. Mm -hmm. He said, yeah, it is, but there's no complexity to it. And he said, it gets very boring very quickly because all you're doing is the sales part and there's no real intellectual stimulation there. Yeah. And that he wanted that. Yeah but that he was worried that he wouldn't get into a software sales role because he's never had that.
1: Yeah, And so by the same egg. logic, yeah, yeah.
0: within Google or any tech company, starting off in support and getting that really technical, like hmm. the deep familiarity with the, with the yeah. product can be really useful to go into a sales role then. Yeah. And you can be really successful in the sales role because you're really independent. You yeah. don't need any engineers to support
1: you or whatever the case exactly, may be. Yeah, yeah very yeah. good.
0: So that was actually a very good strategy in the end.
1: It was, yeah. I'm like, I'm telling it in hindsight. Sure, of course. (laughs) It wasn't like, I wasn't like, oh, I go do this for a year and a half. I'll be really good uh, in terms of prog knowledge. Then I'm going to move to the LCS. Um, A lot of it did kind of fall into place, um, but things like that usually do. Um, Yeah, for sure.
0: But I'm more thinking like if it was me, say, and I didn't apply to Google because this is how stupid I was. I didn't apply to Google because I thought you needed to know how to code. That was like, really? I didn't know yeah. there was anything else. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I would have gone for the sales instead of support. I'd just be inclined that way. Yeah. But if there's any young versions of me out there, yeah. it's good for them to learn that the support role would actually be a really good medium term to long term yeah. strategy into sales.
1: Completely. Yeah. yeah. And I, I guess one thing like, so the role, like the support role kind of. Like it's in the name it is a support role. you're supporting sales mm. or kind of the broader org so and this isn't exclusive to Google this is in a good few different companies um sometimes it would be not looked down on but sometimes you're kind of seen as well it's not as sexy exa- yeah, exactly yeah exactly exactly and you're kind of seen as you know a compliment to yeah. what's going on like um but yeah I guess my time in it kind of it did change my view on that um and it did definitely show me how much there is to learn from it yeah yeah
0: yeah, there's so support isn't traditionally as sexy, but one way to kind of look at it is if you've got like new business is mm. deemed to be well, in some places, I don't know where in the big companies, but yeah. uh, it can be deemed as being sexy, yeah. And you win a contract for a million dollars if the support, and so the impact you've made is a million, mm. and that looks really good and yeah. cool. If the support person screws up on a $20 million contract, which is probably what you guys are dealing with in the large customer area, yeah. that's going to cost the company a whole lot more yeah, than yeah. the salesperson yeah. not doing their job. Yeah. And so your impact and support in terms of retaining revenue, yeah. Yeah. which is the fuel that the whole thing runs on, yeah, uh, it's not to be overlooked.
1: No, completely. And that was yeah. kind of um, what our manager and even the head of our department would always say, uh, just how critical the revenue protection element of our job is. Oh,
0: really? They talked about that, right? Okay. Not completely, yeah, completely. Yeah. It's like...
1: You, like we wouldn't, the role wouldn't be viewed as, oh yeah, your support, you know, you're a troubleshooter. Yeah. It's, you're protecting revenue. Um, Like Google prides itself on offering as good as customer service mm. as is possible. And I think it is probably a market leader um, in online advertising in that regard. Um, they don't offer it for the good, you know, the good of their health. They offer it because it's a differentiator and it's a way to protect revenue. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you're a young... I'm guessing I'm just going to go around. 22 year old guy who's you're part here. of the. You're making people, me feel old. No, no not now. But you <laughs> oh, were, sorry, yeah, sorry, you sorry. were. <laughs> um, geez, you're looking a long way from twenty two <laughs> <laughs> But you were a young 22 year old guy, come out of the Trinity Entrepreneur yes. Society. Yeah. Really, kind of bustling with entrepreneurial spirit, and then you go into the biggest company in the world. Yeah. Is there a, 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 a disillusionment or anything like? Is there a gap still to be filled
1: for an entrepreneurial spirit in a big company like that? Um, no, to be fair to Google, um, like, so with the job I was doing, um, your core role would be, it's usually said maybe 80, 20, but it would work out as you'd have a bit more than even 20% time to do projects um, or other things. And there's so much going on in Google in terms of entrepreneurship that, um, you can have both, if that makes sense. That's not to say that, you know, you're going to work for Google and start your own company. Um which is actually Real why I <laughs> No, like, it, you know what I mean? Um, but there's a lot of scope to actually um, do entrepreneurial stuff within Google. Say, for example, the Adopt a Startup program, which is a fantastic program, mm. uh, run internally, I think twice every year. Uh, anyone can apply to be a mentor to that. And with that, you get to work with an up-and-coming startup in Dublin. Um, so while you're in this big corporation and, you know, you're solving big problems, um, you can spend that 20% actually working with this small company who might have five employees and you actually hear what their issues are and get to work with them to solve them. Yeah. Um, and that's just one program. There's definitely, Google's very good with regards to allowing you to bring your interests into the company and actually yeah, work okay. on them. Yeah.
0: So I was there, I was in Google for mm-hmm. 19 months yeah. and I left to go to South America. Yeah. And people always ask, or maybe assume, that I left Google to go and find myself. <laughs> but the answer is actually that I found myself in Google yeah. because there's so much going on in there. Yeah, yeah, There's so many different stimuli. Like, every, if you've got an interest, yeah. someone else in Google has set up a group or something oh, it's, for it's, that. It's
1: overwhelming. It's <laughs> yeah. insane.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so for people who don't know what they want to do, yeah. there couldn't be a better place.
1: Don't, I'd completely Because agree. you're
0: meeting... you. Firstly... Any inkling of an interest that you have, like Mm -hmm. I got into salsa dancing when I was in Sydney (laughs) and there was a salsa dancing group in Sydney, in Google Sydney every Tuesday. Like it was ridiculous that everything. So whatever inkling of an interest you develop, it can be pursued and, uh, and bred in, in Google. Mm -hmm. And then also no matter how confused you are, you have access to a lot of people who have been equally confused in a similar way. Yeah. And you can go and eat the culture is such that you can say, Hey, can I have a
1: coffee or whatever?
0: And off you go. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty remarkable like that. So there
1: there isn't a better place to find yourself. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. Um, And kind of as you touched on there, it's the the people. I know it's cliche, but like the people are amazing. Um, They go out of their way to help you. And as you're saying, like you can ping more or less anyone in the company within reason. Like, you know, you can't be pinging Sunday or whatever, but um, (laughs) you can ping more or less anyone saying, hey, what's up? Uh, Could I pop some time into your calendar for a coffee? And you'll never be told no. Yeah, You might be told I'm not that free this week or next week, but... Yo, people will meet you, um, which is just the beauty of it. It's remarkable.
0: Yeah. It really is. Um, so within that then, and I, I'm, I'm trying to kind of piece together the Stampify story. So, so far we've got two clues. Yep. You were the entrepreneurial spirit and then you were involved in the Cancer Society. Yep. So you did have this... Uh, social conscience already developed, yeah. and maybe a desire to help people, etc. Yeah. So you reconcile the two with Stampify But yeah. you, like, what's your version of the Stampify story? How did it start, and how did you guys come together? How did the mission get developed? Et yeah, sure
1: thing. Um, I've told the story about a hundred times. Now. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I nearly have it off my head, but. um Stanford. The idea came from. Um, it was during my third year of summer. I was doing an internship in another company, um, and it was project based work. So our project was coming to a close um, on like a Friday, I think, and this was a Thursday evening. So we were in quite late, and then had to be in quite early the next morning. Was it like um, an accounting thing or so It consulting? was a, a centre, right? Okay, um, but I, I wasn't. It wasn't the typical centre experience. So I was working in their centre for innovation. Oh um, yeah, which the is docks. in the docks now. Yeah. But that was before. That building uh, was opened. So it was in just in Grand Canal. Ah, right. Um I think Grand Canal House is what it's called. Right. So it's just a temporary workspace. Uh, I think there's like a hundred employees there. Nice. But um it was it was a really good internship and I had an absolutely fantastic time there. Um, but yeah, it was was in late enough Thursday, had to be in early again on Friday. Um, so I was cycling home down the canal and I was going to get a burrito in talteca Um yeah. Solid choice. It is, yeah, it is, it is. Um, so went in anyway, ordered my burrito, uh, pulled my wallet out and went to pay and noticed I had a loyalty card there. I think this is back when they had the swipe loyalty cards. Um, right. I think, I think that was it. I could be wrong in saying that. But anyway, pull out my loyalty card and handed it to your one. And um, she scanned it or looked at it and was like, oh, you actually have a free burrito. So I was like, oh, unreal, happy days. Um, I didn't even realise I had one, was willing to pay yeah. her, was ready to pay her. So I took the burrito anyway, uh, got back on my bike and was cycling home Um, was cycling down the canal and I saw a member of the homeless on the side of the street um, just sitting there and I'm not going to say I stopped at the time and gave them the burrito or anything because I didn't, I just kept cycling. Um, I got home and I was sitting at the table eating it and I was just thinking to myself like there's something wrong there, like you had this burrito, you were going to pay for it, Um, it was going to like, you didn't realise you had it free, you didn't need it for free, you'd bought the previous nine or whatever it is, you can afford to buy the tent. Um, but then the flip side is not to make assumptions, there's this man who could probably do it a bit more. Mm. So I was just kind of thinking of the dynamics of loyalty systems, Um, how people don't really care about them, uh, like really, like as in, you know, people carry like 10 loyalty cards if you lose your loyalty card, you're not going to be pulling your hair out. Yeah. They're kind of a bonus. And like, even like there's so many times I'd be like using them infrequently. Like I go to Boojum and I just forget to use my loyalty card. You yeah, know, just kind of there. Um, I'm not hearing
0: any loyalty there. So I'll take it to <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're right yeah. though. People do take it for granted. They and it's do, not yeah. a big deal to them if no. they get an extra coffee or burrito. Or not whatever. at all. Not at all. Um, so yeah, I was just thinking of that and then thinking the flip side is that, um, for say coffee shops or restaurants, um, there's a cost there, so there is the cost of actually, say, we'll use burritos for example, there's the cost of making a burrito, which I don't know exactly how much that would cost, but, you know, the tortilla, the meat, the rice, the salsa, etc. But then there's the second cost, which is the opportunity cost. So when I redeem my loyalty card, um, I'm no longer paying for a burrito. So when I get that for free, that's revenue forgotten for, um, say, the burrito bar. So I talk about those costs, and then also... So by thinking about those costs, you can see the actual cost, which is a lot more than say if it were coffee, it might be 20 cents, but the opportunity cost of a cup of coffee for free is like three euro. Yeah. So I kind of thought that it's not just the physical costs and there's actually a lot more here. Um. So I guess I, I thought about that for a lot, like a lot that night, I kind of stayed up till about two or that, just kind of thinking about it and writing different stuff down. And the idea was a lot different uh, than what it is now. But That was kind of the core of the idea, that experience, and then how loyalty cards might be used for good. Um, This was quite late in the summer, so I I think I was back in college like three weeks later uh, in final year, as said, so I didn't have any time to really pursue it with exams and also the Entrepreneurial Society. So um, I just put it on the back burner for about a year. Right. Yeah.
0: You just had this thing in your head. Yeah. Bouncing around that you wanted like a little itch you wanted to scratch. Oh uh, yeah,
1: I I did. Like I was it, it was annoying me a bit, but like I just I didn't have the time. Yeah, um, and if, if I tried to start that, um it would have been at the expense of one of the other two.
0: Yeah, well you were in yeah. tests and you yeah. had the exams. Yeah, due, so yeah. yeah so, fair yeah, enough. Yeah,
1: I, I wanted to focus on the two of them. Yeah. But um I went away on holidays then to Central America after exams. Yeah. And um after I got my offer for Google I had two months before I started. So the start day was a good bit later than other people. Nice. Um, so I was just, I didn't have a house sorted in Dublin at this stage. So I was just sitting in Tullamore, um, by myself, uh, watching Netflix for about the first week right. and then I was just getting bored, uh, sitting at home, none of my friends were there. They're all yeah. up in Dublin. Um, so I just kind of said to myself, look, you've always said you wanted to do something entrepreneurial. You have this idea and you've the guts of two months sitting at home in Tullamore. Um, do it like, you know, mm. there's why, why wouldn't you do it? Very worst worst case scenario, it absolutely flops. It's not even going to be a flop because you know nobody's going to know about it. But um, you know, nothing becomes of it, and you probably learn a thing or two about what it takes. to Actually, I don't know, design a logo or yeah. um, design a website or st- st- stuff like that. You know, simple things at the start, or even just writing your idea down. Like it's one thing to have an idea, but the actual process of how it works.
0: is yeah. exactly
1: yeah. So I was like, do you know what? Do it. You know, put mm. <laughs> put your money where your mouth is and do it. You are always saying this, so just do it. Um. So I worked on it for about, I don't know, a month and a half. Um well, what
0: did you have to do? Like these first steps are what dawned people the most. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so I guess the first thing I did was um, pull open a Google Doc and just wrote down everything that I had thought taught about the idea. So um, what the card would look like, how many stamps it would take, what the process would be when I as a user pick one up, uh, what it would be for a partner restaurant. Um at the time, the idea was still centered around homelessness, so the idea was that we were going to basically um, allow partners, so if, if a user completes a card, a partner could actually cook a meal and provide it to the homeless, but that's just not possible. Um, and I'm kind of glad that that didn't happen because just with food regulations and actual food safety, um, I don't think that would be a good solution. Yeah. But at the time, I was still naive and didn't yeah, sure, really yeah, believe yeah. that. But um, that's again,
0: that's the learning that you're talking
1: about. But yeah, no, well, that, that wasn't so much a learning as it was the Food Safety Authority right. of Ireland said to me, no, this isn't happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I basically wrote down everything I knew about the idea or thought I knew and um, and then I think I started on maybe design. So I got like a sample card designed. I think that was important because it actually gave me something. Yeah. So when it's just in a Google doc, it's just words and you know, like you can work it out in your head. But once I actually had the card um, and I got a few printed off, it was kind of like, it's real, like yeah. doing that sort of thing, or at least it could be real. Um, So that was it. I think what did I do next? um. Sorry, so then, yeah, after about a month and a half, um, I went to a few lads from college uh, who are the current Stampify team. Right. Because I knew I wasn't going to be able to do it by myself, especially starting uh, full-time employment. Yeah. So I approached four friends from college. And, Why did you need four? Four was a lot. Um, Yeah. It, it probably was at the time, but um we're actually a bit under resourced at the moment. Really, yeah. Um I didn't I didn't approach them all at once. I think I approached two and then another two. Okay. Um, but I knew it was gonna be a big enough time investment and I knew that once I started in Google, now bearing in mind I had no experience in Google ads at all before this. I'd never right. used it. Yeah. Um, so I knew once you start here, you're gonna you're going to, not that you're gonna be in late, but that's gonna be taking up a lot of your time mm. and energy and you're gonna be tired coming home from work. That's one thing. Once you start working, yeah. Um, it, oh it is, it man. is, a, it is a shock to the body. Um, huge yeah. shock.
0: Yeah, no matter so, what you're doing, it's exactly. a huge shock.
1: Yes. Yeah, so like I, I knew all this. Um, and I guess the other reason it was four was cause the four of us or five of us had kind of worked on a lot of, um, projects in college yeah. and I knew I could trust them and I knew we'd be a good team together. So I didn't want it to be the case of saying it to one or two of them and not the other two. And
0: you weren't worried about giving away all the equity or anything like that, which is something a lot no. of people would think about.
1: Uh, not really, no. Um, right. So it it is a, it is a not for profit, um, mm. or it was then. It still is at the moment. Uh, that's not to say that will always be the case. But I guess with that in mind, there's no like none of us make any money from it. Yeah. Um, and I have no plans in the short term anyway to make any money from it. The only time. I would do that is if I was to leave Google and pursue Stampify um, right. full time. But at the moment, since none of us are actually making money from it, um, that was a conversation that we probably didn't need to have. Yeah. Um, which is a good thing because yeah, that is a bit of a tricky conversation. Yeah, and for sure. It's probably not a nice one to kind of start off on. No. So uh, that one was avoided by virtue of the fact that um, we we're not for profit.
0: Right. Yeah. So this whole idea, and we actually Mm -hmm. had someone on um, Stephen Keenan last week coming on talking about microfinancing. I don't know if you've kind of come across that much, but it's a really cool model. And it fits under the whole social enterprise thing, uh, which I have been maybe you could say obsessed with for about four years. Mm -hmm. And so to give people... That's where we met. um, Yeah, we met it. Yeah, 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 and I just showed up at that (laughs) night because I wanted to see what social enterprises were going on. (laughs) So the idea of a social enterprise, guys, is that you've got... A spectrum, three different things on it. Far right, you've got a business that makes money and makes shareholders wealthy. Far left, you've got a charity that doesn't make money and relies on donation. In the middle, you've got a social enterprise that looks like a business structurally. So it makes its own money and uh, it charges people and it, it has a balance sheet, etc. But it does so with the view and with the mission of giving a good chunk of that money at least mm-hmm. to a cause or to a charity. And so it doesn't rely on donations; it relies on its own business model to feed itself. Yep. And that's why I like it more than pure not-for-profits. I love social yeah. enterprise. That's
1: that's so a very good. That's a very good description. Yeah. Well, I've it, had to describe it to so many it, people because I've hit the there. I've written yeah.
0: articles and all sorts yeah, of stuff yeah. about it. I love it. Yeah. And uh, the, the examples that inspire me the most, number one, is definitely Patagonia. Yeah, yeah. Um, and to give an example of of the the chunk that they give they'll either give 1% of revenue so all money made or 10% of sales like net of all yeah. the costs, etc mm-hmm. they'll give whichever of those is bigger yeah and they give it to uh, environmental charities yeah so that's a really cool thing I think and yeah. that guy Yvonne Schoenar the founder have you looked into him you probably I, uh, have yeah, yeah. He calls himself the reluctant businessman. so yeah. the other people call him the reluctant billionaire because <laughs> he is a billionaire, but he lives totally simply. And yeah. he just sees Patagonia as a vehicle to fight against the climate change mm. thing. So yeah. it's pretty remarkable. But that's yeah. what you guys have as a social enterprise, really. Yeah. That's it, yeah. It's brilliant. So yeah. how does that model feed itself then? And how does it actually work?
1: Um, so I guess Stampify is a loyalty card for charity. Um, it works the same as a normal loyalty card with two key differences. So the first one is it can be used between different businesses. So you're not limited say just a Tolteca or just a Boojum. You can fill our card with seven stamps from seven different places if you want. Right. Um, and each each partner will pay per stamp. Okay. So it's not a case of I can get six in Tolteca and then get my seventh in Bhujan, Yeah. and Bujum has to pay for the card. Okay, So we collect cards and we count the stamps. Um, so that's the first difference. The second do one- You do that manually right now? At the moment, yeah. Right, okay. Which is cumbersome. Sure, um, yeah, yeah. And we do, our our vision is to uh, build an app, yeah, which yeah, would yeah. remove all that and about a hundred other problems we have. Um, okay. But for the moment, yeah, we collect cards. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, the second difference between hours and a normal loyalty card is once you complete hours, instead of getting a complimentary coffee or a meal, um, the partners will make a donation to feed a child for a week in their place in their place of education in okay. the developing world. Yeah, right. So it's one stamp equals one meal, and a full card is enough for a week's feeding.
0: And the partners are the comp- the businesses.
1: Yep. Yeah. So the partners we've 30 partners at the moment. Right. Um, as of recording, uh, we've two kind of big enough deals that. Almost pushed through. Okay, uh, but yeah, I won't say too much on that yet, just sure, in case. Yeah, yeah. But um, hopefully it should be towards forty. Um, Can we talk
0: about the sales process? So yep. what do you do? You reach out to probably the community engagement manager in these
1: companies. Um, n- it's not really. No. So it's um, so like the our partners at the moment are coffee shops and restaurants okay. around Dublin. Um, so a lot of them wouldn't have. Oh sure, those, yeah. Those so roles. you just walk in. Yeah. Um. So not even that because we don't we don't have the time to do it. Uh, oh, yeah. We're all we're all in work nine to five. Um. So lead generation is something we struggled with a bit at the start. Um, it's one of those things, it's like a snowball rolling down the hill. The more partners we get, the more exposure we get, the more people in coffee shops restaurants that know about us. And then I guess one, the easier our pitch is, but then also the more they actually get in touch with us. Okay. So, um... I guess for our partners, it's a mix of them reaching out to us, which is obviously the best situation because they're eager, they want to get on board. It's very it's not even a sale, it's just, you know, you give them a quick call, have a conversation. Yeah. And set them up. Uh for lead generation, we rely a good bit on personal contacts or friends of friends. Um and then otherwise we have done some cold calling, but it's like it just doesn't really work that well. Yeah, because okay. if, even if I was to walk into a coffee shop, I talk to an employee who would love the idea because mm. you know it's it's something charitable no one's gonna tell you to f yeah. off um but they're so far away from the decision maker that even if i ask her to pass on something she'll give it to the manager who probably won't read it and won't yeah. care because he hasn't spoken to me and she said no offense to whoever the priest is but they probably have to explain it right yeah and he'll have 10 questions that they won't be able to answer but even if it gets by her or by the manager he has to then pass it on to the owner and try. It does, it's just Chinese whispers. Sure, it doesn't work. Um, if we had more time, we could try and have it so that we're in when the owners are in. But yeah, yeah we all work nine to six. It's, yeah. and owners aren't usually in on the weekends. Yeah, so we okay. have to rely on different methods to mm. uh, generate leads. Okay, and yeah. then
0: when you're selling it to them, yeah. you're saying it's charitable, so it's good for your your uh, image, etc. Yeah, and then it saves you on say the tenth burrito. Rather yeah. than costing you a tenner, it's yeah. costing you, what would it cost them?
1: Um, so it does depend on if it's coffee or food. Um, we usually charge probably for coffee, maybe a euro fifty to two euro per hour. Right, okay. And then for food, it depends on how much their yeah, actual sure, cost okay. is. So it, it is always linked to the opportunity cost. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah right. Yeah.
0: Nice. Jesus, it's pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, and I guess our pitch to them, it's win, win, win. So... Charity wins because, you know, funding's being raised for them. Their customers win because those that use it want to use it and now have an extra reason to visit the store. And uh, it's a win for the business because they're removing opportunity costs and donating a percent of that increased revenue to us and then keep the rest. So it increases revenue for them, uh, along with the fact it's great publicity. That's brilliant. And
0: it's going to um, the homeless as well.
1: Yeah. So, so our, um, at the moment our model is, uh, children in the developing world. Okay. Yeah. So we're looking to bring homelessness into it towards the end of this year, okay. along with other causes. Um, but just for the impact we could have with our partner charity, Mary's Meals, mm. we began with those.
0: Yeah. yeah. Did you think much about that? Oh, I, th- yeah. I think about that a lot with grad life as well. Yeah. Cause I'd like to do, so grad life deals with people at the end of their education cycle. Yeah. I want to get people to start their education cycle. Mm-hmm. And you could, say if you had like three grants to uh, give, yeah, you give it to one person in Ireland or you could give it to 20 or 30
1: people in a yeah. developing country. And so yeah. you think about that leverage. Oh yeah, the, the impact analysis, it, it held us up for a month or two, maybe really, even yeah. longer. Um, yeah, because we knew we had this loyalty car for charity. We were going to raise money for charity. The next question is, what charity are you going to yeah. raise it for? And what's the impact you can have with it. Mm. So um, even if we we're just looking, so meal provision is an easy enough one because the loyalty card is used in businesses in the hospitality sector. Right. So it's an easy message. One stamp is one meal. So if you're eating your burrito and you get a stamp, you're feeding someone else. Or if yeah. you're drinking your coffee and you get a stamp, you're feeding someone else. Yeah. So that's why we decided on world hunger. Um. Why Ireland versus uh, the developing world, it's just impact really. So... In Ireland, it might cost, I don't know, a good few euro over a fiver to provide a meal to a yeah. member of the homeless, whereas in the developing world, you could provide, I don't know, 10, maybe more meals for that same cost. Yeah. And I guess not to make assumptions again, but the issue of hunger is probably bigger in those countries yeah. than it is in Ireland. Um, but, you know, that took us a long time to decide as I'd a imagine. team and iron out. Um And even to get the contact in the charity to actually be able to move forward with them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'd imagine that was a pretty, um, a pretty, like, is that that a strong debate on both sides basically. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, it's a, it's a business. It's the exact same thing as a business and it takes all the same sales and organization and um, everything else. It's pretty cool. And within the team then, do you have roles assigned to yourselves or is it just kind of grab an oar and row?
1: No, no, it was at the start, but, um, that just got messy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Right. So yeah, we have, um, I'm CEO. Then we have a head of business development. That's Mark Reel. Oh yeah. Um, who great, you know. great guy um, and great
0: energy yeah. as well. He's all right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have Mark Reel, we have Connor Hughes as head of finance, uh, Kevin Sands as head of operations and Connor O'Keefe is head of marketing. Right.
0: Okay. Yeah. And do you meet, do you, do you have to meet like once a week? So we, we
1: meet once a week and then we would usually probably meet maybe one weekend day a month. Okay. Uh, so the weekly meetings are, I guess, they're obviously shorter. We meet for probably two hours in the evening yeah. um, in Google, uh, which is quite handy. Yeah, nice. Um,
0: and you say, okay, did you get those tasks done for the week? And-
1: yeah, so we kind I actually, we used to do that, but um, we've changed the format a bit. So I check in with the lads um, on their tasks before the meeting. Just because we're, we're finding that, say, if everyone had five minutes worth of tasks to discuss, yeah. um, there's no need for everyone to hear it all. Sure. So it would just end up beating into like a half hour of our meeting, getting updates, whereas I can just get them and then circulate the ones that yeah. actually matter. Um So no, we usually talk about strategy um, and where we're bringing the app, or sorry, where we're bringing the idea. Um, I actually forced out what I was about to say. So yeah. um, a lot of it is to do with the app, um, how we're going to make one, what it's going to look like. um. Where we're going to get funding to do that, um, and then the other two things would be sales and marketing. Yeah. So, what's the status where our current leads? How are we generating more? How are we getting more partners signed on? And then brand awareness: how are we getting the idea out there? How are we make sure people know who we are? Mm. And then how do we make sure people are picking up our cards and want to use it? Yeah, yeah,
0: right, okay, yeah. It's a very interesting process being involved in that.
1: Yeah, uh, um, kind it's, of startup environment. Yeah, no, it's it's changed a lot. Like we're learning. I'm learning every day with it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, like at the start, I'd love to look back at like one of our earlier meetings, um and just see what we were up to. Um because you you learn nearly Every time you go to do something with yeah. um there's always just like little things. I like think it's been a fantastic experience. Yeah, I'd I'm say. sure the lads would say the same.
0: And it's been doing like you can kinda of, I can vouch for the fact that it's been doing really well. You hear people talking about it and this sort of thing as well. Uh, yeah. So it's really growing legs.
1: Yeah, no, um, we're quite happy with how it's gone so far. So we're six months in. Uh we've thirty partners at the moment, as I was saying. Yeah. And uh we've provided roughly fifteen thousand meals.
0: Right, okay. Yeah. Fifteen thousand meals. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. If yeah. you stopped now, you yeah. would walk away being someone who yeah. fed 15,000 people <laughs> who otherwise wouldn't have been fed that time.
1: Like, yeah. it's pretty yeah. nuts. It's, it's no, it's, we're really happy with how it's gone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the goal is just to keep growing. Yeah, um, sure. Like I, I, my, my idea or my dream for it is for it to be a standard in the hospitality sector. Okay. So um, that won't just be the loyalty card. There's other products we're looking into launching. Right. Um But the idea is um, essentially every time you visit a coffee shop, restaurant or something else in the hospitality sector you have an option to do something that's somewhat in the interest of the restaurant. Yeah. And for that, they will give you a donation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. And
1: it won't just be meals either. So the vision with that as well is that the user gets to pick what charity Okay. their um action yeah. goes to. And can yeah. you
0: share what other products or
1: is that kind of high level? Um, no, no. So moment. we're looking um, at a buy one, feed one program. Right. Um That's like Tom's Shoes then. Kind of, yeah, yeah. For for restaurants, um, that's something we've done a bit of a feasibility study into. Um, we'll hopefully be launching a trial. What's it now? May, maybe in June, but I'd say probably right. in July. Um, and if that goes well, we'd look to roll that out. Yeah. Because with the loyalty card, it's very like lunch spots and coffee shop based. Like not many actual restaurants have loyalty cards. Right. So it's a huge change for us to try and pitch that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So I think it's better to have Stampify. As the brand, and then our loyalty card for the lunch spots and the coffee shops. Yeah, and another product for the restaurants. It's
0: brilliant. I love. Yeah. like, geez, you're being pretty aggressive with it. Like, you're um, going yeah. for it. Yeah. I, I think
1: I think we've quite a good opportunity. Um, and just with the momentum we have, I, I, it it seems like the right decision. Yeah, that's. But again, like, there's so many things with that as well. Like, we find it like not that we lose focus, but it's really hard to know yourself. Right. So the loyalty card's doing well. Uh, and bearing in mind, we've limited enough resources. Yeah. We have this idea for a new product. We think it's going to do great and could even have more impact than our loyalty card. Which do we focus on? Yeah, Because if you do one, you're probably going to drop the ball a bit on, sure. on the other. And that's why we're trying to develop an app and raise funding for it as well. A so team is key there. It is. It is. Yeah. But that, because I've had that thought process yeah. myself Yeah, and uh, yeah. you
0: just drive yourself absolutely oh. nuts. Yeah. Whereas yeah. if you've got a team there, hashing it out, making sure the discussion is making progress. Yeah. Oh, th- that would be the dream. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. The, the That's a, a key thing for anyone out there is have yeah. a team around you. Oh, com-
1: completely. That's one of the biggest pieces of advice i give. Seriously, yeah. Because I did it by myself for the first um, month and a half, two months maybe. Right. And um, anytime you run into a problem, it's your problem mm. when you don't have a team. Yeah. And you don't have anyone. You can ask advice or whatever, but the advice you get... Won't be as good because they won't fully understand the issue, yeah. Um, and it won't affect them as much. But once you have a team, it's uh, it's the old adage like a problem shared is a problem half. Yeah, um, very and true. That couldn't apply any more than to startups. Mm. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's uh, I mean, it probably less number one if you're going to do something. That's yeah. a very
1: good thing to think about. Oh, definitely, definitely. I have a
0: mentor who describes it as a coalition of the willing. Yeah. And I'd say like, no, no, I need someone with this skill, then someone with that skill. He's like, it doesn't matter. Just get anyone who is who is willing, anyone who is yeah. uh, driven to help solve this problem, yeah. get them on, on the yeah. boat and uh, then go from there. I'd agree with that, yeah. 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 So... There's a lot of grads out there Mm -hmm. who are working very good jobs and say making good money and have nice lives and all this sort of stuff, but there's something missing. Mm -hmm. And I've been exactly that when I was in the bank and I realized I needed to do something good. I needed to do something not for myself, something for others, something contributional. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they're thinking, but hang on, I'm pretty busy. I've got enough on my plate. How do you fit this into your life? It's going to take discipline and routine, I'm, I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, so you have your weekly meeting. Yeah. Bar, like,
1: come hell or high water, is that going to happen on, say, a Monday night or whatever? So, yeah, we don't have a fixed date. Um, okay. Just because we do have, you know, there's different events on or whatever. Sure. Or, say, like, Mark works. Sometimes Mark works in a, Little, right? He works in Little, yeah. but um, sometimes he wouldn't be in Dublin. Um, okay. It depends what district he has. So we are flexible with day. Uh, we would meet every week, barring. You know, someone's on holidays and another sure. person can't make it. Um but yeah, we'd meet every week. Um like it's, it's tough enough. Um like people talk a lot about work life balance. Like um mine is work stampify balance, um, to be honest. Uh like I'd work on it every evening and probably a good few hours in the weekend. Really, um, yeah. Yeah, more recently, yeah. Um, because I really do believe in it. Yeah. Um and I just I don't want to look back and be like to myself, oh, you Could like you could have made this a thing, yeah. but You've missed the opportunity because you didn't put enough work in, yeah. Um, how which, many
0: hours would you do in the evening on it then?
1: Um, it depends on, I guess, what's due or whatever, but probably at least one or two, right? Every evening, um, after work and then weekends. Like, if I go home for the weekend, all I do is Stampify, really, yeah. Um, and I, I'm happy to do it, like, I, I enjoy it, it's um, a passion. and it's extremely rewarding, yeah. Um, it's, it's an addiction, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's you like it is hard. Um but it's not impossible. Like you mm. do need to make sacrifices as well though. Um like one of those is alcohol. Yeah. Um like if you're if you're going out two nights a weekend, that's your weekend gone. Sure. Realistically. Um so that's something I've cut back on myself personally. Um Did you like stop drinking for it? No, I wouldn't say I strictly stopped drinking it. <laughs> Just <laughs> um, five nights a week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I didn't strictly stop drinking. But right. I did I did cut down it. Okay. I've cut down a good bit. Um because it's your, your sacri- It slows you down. Exactly. Yeah, it does. Like even we were talking there before we started recording about um the Chasing Abbey lads, how you know oh, yeah. they're dedicated and they've completely given up drink more or less really, yeah. um to focus on their music. Right. And there's a reason for that. Yeah. Um you lose a lot of time when you're drinking. And obviously that's not to say, you know, don't don't drink or whatever. Yeah. Um I enjoy night out as much as the next person, but um yeah, it, it is like it is a big time commitment and you do have to make sacrifices, but um it is very worth.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. It's pretty, yeah, uh, okay, that's a lot of time going into this stack. Yeah. That's, to be honest, it's more than I would have thought. I would have thought it was like a three-night-a-week thing, but... Yeah, well,
1: it, you You get out what you put in. Yeah, it sure. Could, it could be a one-night-a-week thing. See, the thing about our model is, like, for the 30 partners we have now, it just takes over. Yeah. Like, I I don't need to visit those partners. Um, People go in, they pick up the card, they use it, they return it. That's yeah. it, they're done. But it's, what else can you be doing? Sure. Um, Like, say, for example, how else can you be marketing it? Like, it wouldn't all be you know, writing emails, like trying to chase partners or whatever. Like the thing about our team is we do have expertise in some areas, but we don't in others. Mm. So for example, I've had to upskill a lot in marketing. Right. Um, I work for Google, so I obviously know how that ecosystem works. Yeah. But Facebook ads is something that was completely new to me. Mm. So I spent a lot of time actually upskilling in that. Even though the systems are similar, they are different as well. Sure. Um, so that's one example. But even stuff like writing funding applications, uh, developing decks, like none of us would have experience in those things Um, and college does teach you a lot but there's a lot there's a lot of gaps there. there's a lot of gaps and it it shouldn't teach you everything but when you're doing stuff like that for the first time uh especially with app development now Mm. that's that's something like i have no technical experience at all um it's something we will have to get someone in to do but at the same time you need to know how your app works sorry even to go back you need to know how apps in general work sure um even little things like, you know, what platform should you launch on first? When you're thinking to yourself at the start, I'm going to build an app. You don't think, well, I'm probably going to have to launch on one platform, not yeah. two. Um, it's what features will you have? So like a lot of it is research. Like say for we, for example, last weekend, I spent the entire weekend on my phone on apps. Right. Like the Just whole Just going
0: through apps to see yeah. what they feel like.
1: Yeah. And, you know, writing down features I liked, features I didn't like, and basically Building a structure of what our app might look like.
0: Yeah. God, yeah. that's incredible.
1: Yeah. But it's just stuff like that. So like but like I'm not saying I'm gonna be at my desk um, you know, visually yeah. going through it. Like I was watching the premiership.
0: Yeah. On, okay, on yeah. my phone. Yeah. Like,
1: you know, keeping it ticking over. Um stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. sure. Like you we're just like, always on, yeah. But I say like I work work like with Sambify, it's not strictly me locked in a room on my laptop. Yeah. Um, like you don't have to like say we're research, sort of that, you don't have to be fully concentrated. Sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Matt. Jeez, good on you. And then would you get up really early to do it as well or do you do it shortly after work?
1: (laughs) I'm not a great morning person. Yeah, right, okay. Everyone's got (laughs) their thing. Is my one flaw. Um, No, so I do it after work. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I need to change that though. Um, I do
0: mornings, or sorry, I I can't even qualify that anymore. I used to do mornings. I've become very lazy these days. Yeah. Um, But I will soon again be doing mornings. I just prefer mornings to evenings. I love when no one's up and you have the whole... yeah. Anywhere to yourself, basically. Yeah,
1: I've never been a morning person. Though, <laughs> Fair the issue. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that's going to have to change at some point.
0: So is yeah. there any kind of... Is there any uh, individual or company that you look to and say, that's what I want to be similar to? Uh, that's good that's what I want Stampify to be similar to. Like I mentioned Patagonia. That's yeah. a really cool company. That's a
1: good question. Um, There's a social enterprise called Share the Meal. I don't know if you're familiar right. with it. No, no, it. I thought um, you were going
0: to say Food Cloud.
1: Uh, oh, Food Cloud's another one as yeah. well. Um, There's not just one, but sure. um, I guess Share the Meal pop, came to mind because... So with food cloud, it's more say supermarkets are providing yeah. food. Um, so the process is closed off to I guess users sure. as such. Um, I so I said share the meal because it's basically an app, very simple. You download it, uh, you link your card to it, and you tap a button that shares the meal for forty cent, and right. it provides one meal to someone in the developing world. Yeah. Um, but I think like their model is just so good. They've had such good impact so far. Um. And just like, it's the intricacies of how it actually works is something that we aspire to be. It's just, it's so simple. And that's, that's the way apps and businesses like ours should be. Mm. Like even when we're having app conversations, sometimes we're talking about these features that, you know, like the most successful billion dollar apps don't have. Yeah. Um, And we, like sometimes we don't take a step back and just be like, right, you just need to have it simple and work. Uh, and share the meal is very simple. Sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's one. But um,
1: food cloud obviously is an absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um Sort enterprise, and they're Irish as well. Yeah. Um, and they've done amazing Out of work. Trinity Entrepreneur Society, yeah. I believe. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, they. I think they won the award with Tess before. Yeah. Yeah, I um, think so. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, certainly
0: yeah. Trinity girls. Anyway, Didn't they are, maybe yeah. they're not Tess. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. Um And individuals then yeah. that you would look up to, or do you have any of those that you keep in mind?
1: Um. Not, not in particular, to be honest, right, No, okay. which is a bit of a strange one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ah, it's
0: pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> why not? Um, so we're running out of time. So I'm going to go into quick fires with right. you then. Yeah. So you've already answered it. And no individuals that you think you've read about that have been like, holy crap, someone needs to Google that guy and or that woman and
1: uh, get well, some inspiration. I guess, I guess Peter Thiel would be one I'd look up to a bit. Peter um, Thiel. I've re- read a good few of his books. Right, um, okay. Zero to one. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Brilliant book. Um, yeah, no, he'd be one if I had to pick one. Right, um, it's funny I actually saw him speak at um, Web Summit in 2014, I think. Right, okay. But I didn't realise um, who he was at the time. No way, he was yeah.
0: first investor in Facebook out of the PayPal mafia, yeah. which people should definitely look yeah. up. All yeah. the six or seven founders of PayPal have done ridiculous yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, Elon must be one of them. Yeah. Um. What? Else? And then he's just one of the most successful VCs in the world. Yeah. He's getting really politically embroiled these days. Yeah. Um, He's a big Trump fan and all that sort of stuff, I think.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't follow him for that now. Yeah, uh, right, yeah. Yeah, but uh, no, he'd be one if I had to pick one. Yeah, Um,
0: yeah. fair enough. Um, Is there anything you wish you did in college that
1: you didn't do? Um, That's a tough one, because I guess I did the society Yeah, he did it, but it was nerdy, Uh, yes. I guess probably... uh, that, um, the society stuff, but from an earlier age. Right. I, okay. only, I only started in third year, yeah. and that was because I had an opportunity. I wasn't involved with them in first and second year. And the first
0: and second year is when you can really dive in.
1: Oh, yeah. There, yeah. There's, there's so much scope. Um, and there, there's not big time commitments either in first and mm. second year, but just to get the experience. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of, to be honest, I had a bit of a negative perception about societies. Me um, too,
0: and I wish I didn't because yeah, no, I couldn't I, I got was, so much from them.
1: I had a stigma against them. Um, I just kind of viewed them as, you know, people who wanted to build their CVs or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was extremely narrow-minded um, with that, and I did, I've never joined a society, like not as even a committee member, but like yeah. actually, you know, paid the two euro, got the membership, got the emails yeah, and went to events I. at all. Um which is something I definitely do differently. Mm. And um I'm just really glad I got the opportunity I was discussing earlier on because otherwise that would be the thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that and as I say, it really is for most people. It certainly is for me. Yeah. Um anything you wish you did as a
1: grad? Um That's a tough one again, because um have well, you've been
0: doing the yeah. thing that most people would say they wish they
1: did. Yeah. Um I guess probably um do a bit more of my evenings. Yeah, okay. That's not work and Stampify related. Yeah. And not drinking. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, no, but like, I think like, there's so many like just like, you know, tag groupie tournaments. Dublin's and, class. Yeah, Dublin's no, got so is, much going on. It is, but I, I don't think I do that enough and I'd say I'm not the only one who'd be able to say sure. that. Um. So I guess make, make more of um not the resources, but like, you know, the events that Dublin has to yeah. offer. Um, yeah, it would probably be one.
0: And as a, as a, Add addition to that, hmm. do something that isn't drinking related. Like, you know, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's exactly but, what you said. But there's so much people, <laughs> like, people will do say, Oh, I do loads in my evenings. I go drinking every night. Yeah. That's not doing stuff. Like, yeah. go out swimming in the 40 foot or go for a cycle exactly, the host yeah. or play yeah. tennis or whatever. Like, there's yeah. loads um, to do. Yeah.
1: Oh, I'd be quite bad for that. Yeah. Um, it's like, that's something I'll try and get into a bit more? Yeah, but um, Okay. It is something i yeah.
0: It makes life so much like it's, it's what life is about. Like, it makes yeah. it so much better. Yeah. Um. Any book
1: recommendations? Um, zero to one is one. Um, the hard thing about hard things, oh, is yeah, a great book. Um,
0: Mark Andreessen's partner was his Ben yeah, Horowitz, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I found that hard to read, the, the, the addition to the name, hard to, hard to read, hard,
1: yeah. Um, actually, yeah, the first time I read it, I actually put it back down halfway through, yeah, and never got back to it. Um, I think though, I had a holiday or something like that in between, and really then it was really
0: dense. And actually, yeah. I would recommend. Uh, I definitely recommend checking it out. Mm. I'd recommend for someone who has done a startup or a project yeah. to read it because you will totally relate to the whole thing. Oh, totally, completely. And yeah. I think I hadn't done anything at that stage. And I was reading yeah. it and I was like, that sounds interesting, but I have no idea what he's talking yeah. about. It's about them building Netscape, yeah. which became the, probably like the hottest company in of the, of yeah. the second half of the 90s yeah. and died in the dot-com boom, I think. Yeah. And uh, Mar- or Ben Horowitz and Mark Andreessen, and then they went on to find Andreessen Horowitz, which was yeah. probably the most successful venture capital firm in history.
1: Yeah. Um, um, yeah, it's a great book. Um, yeah. I guess non-business. Um, the Book Thief. Really the book, good book Thief. I have yeah. never read that. Really? Yeah, I, it's very famous. EBay, yeah, eBay, it's very good. Right. Okay. Um, and the Kite Runner is another one that um, I have that at home. Yeah. No. Um. My mother gave me that. I probably about three years ago. Or that. Okay. I bought uh, that I recently. That. Uh, yeah. It's a great book. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Coming in with some uh, some fiction as well. Yeah, yeah. Um. Any quotes to live by? Um. For so fun, uh, just do it. Just do it. Yeah. And lastly, then I think you'd have a good answer to this, no pressure. Uh a best holiday you've done.
1: Um, well, that is a good one. Um went to Magaloo for a six-year holiday. Oh, Jesus. Um, Did you no, do a J one? No, I didn't do a J one. Sorry, that's that's my biggest regret in college. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was just thinking academic and societies. Yeah, yeah. not doing J1 is my yeah, biggest regret. J
0: one's key. Yeah.
1: I've been to America a good few times, um, before and after, but um, yeah, not doing J one. I spent two of my summers working in AIB, which was a mistake. I should have always spent one. One would be, one's all you need. (laughs) Yeah, one was more than enough, but I went back back for the second one. Yeah, yeah, I guess best holiday, Central America was my best holiday. I was there for about six, maybe seven weeks. I traveled from Panama the whole way up to Mexico with four of the lads. I just had a great time. That's as good as it gets. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Nice. Well, look, it's unbelievable what you do at Stampify. It really is. Like, where can people check it out? Or what, like, what would you like people to be doing? Asking, rest, asking their restaurants?
1: Yeah. Um, I guess you can keep up to date with us. Um, Instagram is probably where we post the most. It's just at Stampify Ireland. Um, if anyone out there knows any restaurants or coffee shops that might be interested, um, just do hit us up. Um, our email is info at samplify.ie or there's a contact form on the website. Um, but yeah, that's it. Um, keep up to date. Please do, and, if, and
0: and or message me about samplify because it's unbelievable what they're doing. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, really cool. If
1: um if you see a card, do pick it up and give it a use. Absolutely. There's a meal donated for every stamp.
0: Yeah, fifteen thousand yeah. meals. It's like it's a real thing that's happening. So yeah,
1: yeah absolutely. Well, look, thanks, a million for coming on. It's been thanks great. Thanks so much for having me, Mark. Cheers. Really appreciate it.